listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. Well, hello there. How are you all doing? Welcome into the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, what day? What day it's been already for me? Busy day at work. Been knee deep in data all day and do you know what folks i absolutely love it give me excel all day and i will die a happy man been earphones on podcasts listen to i must have got back through about five or six podcasts today fantasy pros pick six and i think nfl fantasy love as well it must have been a good four five six hours i've listened to podcasts today so uh, no better preparation for coming home and doing your own one as well like I say, thank you for joining us. Today is the second part of our My Team's My Thoughts series where we will be looking over the 49ers. San Francisco, the trendy team of the offseason and certainly the more, one of the more trendy teams going into the back end of last season and we'll be joined by Mia who will be running the ball over the team. We'll be looking at last season, we'll be looking at the offseason, what they've done in free agency and in the draft and the expectations for the coming season and a whole lot more. So let's, uh, before we do that, just a couple of things, bits of, bits of news. For myself personally, bought a couple of shirts over the weekend. Uh, Washington Redskins Donovan McNabb shirt was fairly cheap and also managed to purchase my first Colour Rush jersey. Unfortunately, let's see, Patriots jersey is a Tom Brady one. Got it very cheap actually, so I was very, very, very pleased with that. Going on to the NFL, there's a couple of bits of news, not really much going on as you would expect to this part of the season. Mark Ingram has been suspended for the first four games of the 2018 season and before all you Alvin Kamara truthers build up a head of steam, don't expect him to carry 100% of the workload. Sean Payton's already come out and said that they'll, you know, Alvin Kamara needs to do the Alvin Kamara role and not him and Mark Ingram's role as well. So do expect a couple of guys there in the backfield to step up for those four games. So I know obviously Mark Alvin Kamara will be going in first round of plenty of redraft leagues this year. So there's no doubt that heading into towards the season, Alvin Kamara could be what a top six pick. That's yeah, scary to me to be honest. But there are there are people certainly out there. Even in one of my my home leagues, uh, yeah, Alvin Kamara is going to be a hot commodity in the first half of the first round of the draft. So. Not for me personally, just on the, on the flip side of that, obviously Mark Ingram uh, makes the New Orleans Saints have a week five buy. So if you are drafting Mark Ingram and it's going to hurt his draft stock, but he's you know, he's going to miss the first four games. He's going to have a week five game and then a, uh, sorry, a week, yeah, a week five game and then a week six, week six buy. So the first six weeks of the season, you're only going to get one game out of Mark Ingram. So it's going to hurt his draft stock quite a lot. How far he falls down, I'm not quite sure. Obviously, we had similar ones last year with Doug Martin being out for the first couple of games. And I can't think of any others off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, Mark Ingram, I certainly expect him to fall to what? Maybe fifth round? Fifth, sixth round, maybe? So, you know, maybe the Avon Kamara owners may go pick him up or, you know, best ball. Uh, But obviously, he's not going to be the fair for the first four games. So yeah, quite interesting, obviously. Avin Kamara is not going to get the workload there. You know, it makes sense because you don't want to overload Avin Kamara because he's not built or he's not uh, intended to be having heavy workloads, you know, 25 to 30 touches a game. He is most effective and most explosive when he's getting similar to what he had last season of 10 to 15 carries, uh, 10 to 15 touches, sorry. So 
I expect that to be the same trend for the first four games of the season when Mark Ingram is out. So a couple of other bits of news. Um, just wanted to mention, obviously, the hostility that the big uh, the Steelers and Ravens, the, the NFC, AFC North team quarterbacks have been showing their rookie counterparts, Big Ben and Joe Flacco, refusing to answer questions or, you know, coming out and whinging about the, the, the fact that their teams have taken quarterbacks early on in the draft big ben coming out moaning you know how does that help the team win a title this year he should have rephrased that to say you know how does that help me you know big ben pondered and uh, dithered with retirement last season after the the whooping they got from the jacksonville jaguars and joe flacco obviously he refused to answer questions about lamar jackson and dodged the questions again not really being great mentors or helpful to to the rookie quarterbacks coming in but you know the reason that they've taken these quarterbacks is obviously big ben like i say divid with with retirement last season saying that he potentially didn't have any more and then joe flacco obviously was was has been hampered by an injury and the fact that he's also trash so that's why you know these teams have taken quarterbacks and just the the hostility shown towards them has been quite disgusting really and you know, people look people like that Big Ben and Flacco who have won Super Bowls, you think that you know they'd welcome the rookies in. And even if you don't like the decision, you know, welcome them in to the team and you know, give them something to battle and something to aspire to. You don't, you know, try and put them down and stomp on them and you know, they're your teammates at the end of the day and you you know, you're all working towards the same guy, you want to win another Super Bowl, so and obviously leave a legacy. So if you can do that by helping the the backup quarterbacks and the rookie quarterbacks coming in, you know, that 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 you know, I don't I, it's just beggars belief that that these types of quarterbacks would do that to to those rookies. So yeah, that's quite quite interesting, and I thought, I thought it's quite an interesting story. And I was sort of surprised at how that that's kind of played out. And then the final bit of news, just a bit of Des Watch. I think it's been over 32 days now that Des Bryant has was released by the Cowboys, and he's not been able to find a team yet. Jason Witten's gone on and, and said, I think I think it was on Instagram. I saw this that he reckons that he'll end up in Green Bay. Now whether he's done that off of a hunch or he actually has any inside information already from being inside the broadcast booth, I'm, I very much doubt it. But yeah, it's certainly a good fit for Des. Uh, and let's say we'll we'll keep an eye out on where he goes because no doubt when he does go somewhere, it'll be quite a big bit of breaking news. So that's all we've got really from the from the news perspective. So. If you want to get in touch with the show at Full 10 Yards on Twitter or Instagram, if you want to get in touch with the show via email, it's full10yards at gmail.com. But uh, looking forward to this one. Let's get th- let's get straight to our second segment of the My, T- My Team, My Thoughts series. Okay, I'm delighted to say that we have uh, Mia on the line with us now. Hopefully she's getting over a bit of a cold. Mia, are you, are you dying or are you okay? I'm I'm good. I'm okay. I'm not too bad. <laughs> Very good. I, I was I was a bit worried for 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 a couple of days that you'd uh, when you when you text uh, you tweeted on on social media that you had a chest infection. I was a bit worried that the the status of this podcast. But I'm glad you you managed to get you, you come on. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm fine. I'm I'm tough. I'll tough it out. Lovely stuff. So um, yeah. So obviously we start off these these conversations with finding a bit more about yourself. So you know your background into how you got into the NFL how long you've been a fan for and all that kind of stuff. So obviously we're talking about the 49ers today. So do you want, do you want to get, give us a bit of insight into why you became a 49ers fan and an NFL fan? Yeah, I am. I first started out watching college football. So I'm a bit of a different entrance into it than, than usual for, for a Brit anyway. Yeah. Um, my I had a friend who went to USC um, and I got, I got into watching 
that I, the, the first game I ever watched was a big rivalry game, a USC Notre Dame game, which I think if you're going to get into a sport, watching a rivalry game is probably the best way to get hooked immediately. Yeah, um, So I watched, that was back in the 2005, uh, 2005 season um, that I started watching uh, USC and I was hooked straight away. Um, so we we played Notre Dame and we had um, Pete Carroll was our head coach back then. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, way way back when, and we had the um, Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian uh, offensive coordinator team. So that was that they were quite good days um, until we got all our sanctions. So I started watching um, college football back in two thousand five, and then a year later. Uh, I started watching NFL and that was that was kind of a case of I picked my team. The first the first game I watched was a 49ers Raiders game. Okay. So again, a rivalry game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and partly I liked them because they had the same team colours as my U- my USC team. Uh, yes. So that was like I was like, Yeah, this is gonna be great. I can just have a wardrobe all of the same colours. Yeah. Um, that's quite so that's, that's, that's quite common for most people. Some people just choose it because it's the same colours or, or because they like the colours. It's like horse racing. If you bet on a horse, it's because you like the colours or the name of the horse. So you know, yeah, it transfers yeah. over to the NFL. Yeah, so for those that aren't unaware, USC is a University of Southern California. Um, Pete Carroll, for all you Seahawks bandwagon fans out there, obviously you know who he is. And Steve Sarkeesian is obviously now uh, dealing with the Atlanta Falcons. I think it was the head coach, isn't he? The head coach? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think it was because everyone was telling how boring, uh, how boring he was last season. Um, yeah. When you, I mean, when... Not he's not got oodles of personality. No, but he's obviously <laughs> taken over from Kyle Shanahan. Obviously, 49ers, mm-hmm. That's a nice little segue into to Forty Nine. Obviously, taken over from uh, taking over Kyle Shanahan's old post is, is always going to be a tough act to follow because he's he's quite a, an interesting offensive mind. But um, so, do, do you watch uh, any Britball at all? Uh, are you, are you keen? Do you get out there and watch? I'm, I'm trying to go and watch the first game uh, next weekend. Going to watch the East Kilbride Pirates play. I think it's Ed- Edinburgh Wolves. I um, know oh it's not. It's Edinburgh been Knights playing in Manchester. Someone's I can't remember who they are, but I, I don't really watch a lot of Britball. I just wondered if you if you watch any at all. I've just started to get into it now. I've um, I've kind of like tried to make an active effort to to look into it. I, I love that the NFL groups I'm a part of on Facebook are so yeah. um, passionate about pushing grassroots. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I literally, I went to the University of Liverpool and after I left, they got an American football team. I would definitely have been supporting them while I was there if they'd have been there then. But um, we went to watch them a couple of weeks ago at JMO Park in Skemmersdale um, and they were playing Leeds. And they oh. won, which was which was always a good good for your first game. Local derby. So yeah, they they uh, it, it was really good. I mean, I've been used to college football, so it was quite different to <laughs> to go to like a, a Brit ball game where they're all quite new to it. Yeah, yeah, it's quite it's quite quite an interesting watch, isn't it? Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, we've got the Merseyside Nighthawks not far from here as well. Um, so we're gonna give that. I'm gonna give those a go as well. Because um, they're premier, the Premier League of the Premier League, of, um, the Premier League. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and also, if, if anything, it at least helps the the off season go a bit quicker, eh? Oh yeah, definitely. Anything that makes the next four months go a little yeah. bit quicker. <laughs> yeah. Do you watch any of the All or Nothing series or any of the stuff on Amazon? 
Yes, we've literally powered through the entire everything we can get our hands on. Yeah, we watched. I was so thrilled when I saw the Michigan Wolverines had one. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, yes, they're starting college football as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, we 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 tried to pace ourselves, but <laughs> um, we were kind of like next episode, next episode. Um, yeah, so we love all or nothing. We as soon as that drops, we kind of I'm like right new episodes are out and we yeah. kind of power through it yeah yeah we love that series yeah and no, i've obviously been a dallas cowboys fan i was very pleased to see that they they've done uh this season for uh, last season for dallas cowboys uh, i'm w- working my way through that but I, I can't subject my my wife to too many of those episodes otherwise I, I, I <laughs> oh it. you see i have to subject my boyfriend to it he's kind of like been forced into um liking american football yeah. so but they'll, my they'll, dad, they'll come my dad around one day player. okay yeah my yeah, my dad played for Great Britain and, and Warrington, ah. uh, and my cousin plays for St Helens. So I've been brought up in a huge rugby family, who all side eye me massively for being <laughs> an American football fan. So. <laughs> okay, so obviously, yeah, Forty Nine ers fan. You know, um, what's your what was your what's been your favourite moment so far of, of being a Forty Nine ers fan? Um, the top two that come into my head with uh, for Forty Nine ers is the. Cap playoff game in 2013 against the Packers. That yep. was just that, that was, was beautiful. That was brutal, wasn't it? <laughs> that yeah, was so yeah slice and dice the, the Packers defense there, didn't he? Yeah, it was just to watch that, especially having been a Niner for quite a few years by that point and hitting some not great times. Yeah, it was just so refreshing to you know we were I was excited again. I'd kind of become a bit disillusioned. Yeah, um, but to for him to come in and you know we had Alex Smith out on injury then and um and then he came in and it was just a beautiful playoff game yeah it's quite a quite a controversial moment I suppose in 49's history because obviously was it Alex Smith he went out with a concussion was it was it concussion yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and obviously they brought Cap in and there was a you know who are they going to play in the playoffs and then Cap kind of ran with it and you know all the rest is history there but yeah, yeah, I suppose you said that he can't find, can't seem to find an NFL home, and obviously all the the protests and stuffs obviously counting against him. And I know there's obviously big file court cases. I don't know, but obviously I'm actually following yeah. into that. But I, I was I was a massive Kaepernick fan. I'm still trying to find a, a 49ers Kaepernick jersey on eBay slash you know, the NFL shop. So I'll, I'll get one at some point. But yeah, no, Kaepernick certainly breathed life into the 49ers uh, organization. Definitely, I still have my my jersey and I wear it. Proudly, yeah. I uh, I do have a soft spot for him. I think he's got a really crappy end of the stick. Yeah, quite a lot. I, I admire him for sticking to his guns and you know using his platform. And I know it's very con. He's a controversial player. That people either hate him or love him. Yeah, but I I admire him. I think he's good on him for sticking to it. I, yeah, I hate absolutely. that he's been blackballed. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was like, say, obviously, you know, you could buckle and just say, oh, you know, and keep all your thoughts to yourself and play play football. But no, he's he's, he's obviously choosing. Obviously, we're not we've not heard the end of the of the saga. It'd be interesting to see. He'd probably be a backup somewhere just to try and please everyone. Obviously, we won't please him still, but because I think he's he's talented enough. It's just a shame that really that his last season he he kind of lost his way a little bit and was throwing a lot of interceptions and obviously wasn't playing as a high level as he was, you know, against like Green Bay and yeah. certainly his his main weapons obviously with the read option kind of stuff and obviously when, when teams got a bit of, of footage on him he, he got found out a tiny little bit but obviously you know p- team, people like Russell Wilson and and all those scrambling quarterbacks still have a, a place in the NFL so it's, it does it does break my heart when I see people like Christ, Christian Hackenberg have a place in the NFL and uh, yeah. Colin, <laughs> Colin Kaepernick still trying to find his, his way in but yeah we'll see we'll see how that one plays out again hopefully uh, 
he, he finds his way onto a team. So going from the favourite then, obviously the 49ers have endured quite a lot of hard hardship over the, the, the certainly since I've been watching the NFL over the last couple of years. So what would what would you book your worst moment as a 49ers fan be? Uh so many. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I became a Niner pretty much at the heart of the bad days really. Okay. And I think that that tests you for sure. Yeah. I was I, there was quite a few seasons where I was like I should not be allowed to pick my own team yeah. like yeah. <laughs> at all. Um but we we had you know a, a few decent seasons since then but um, probably none as bad as the way the last season started. I mean, yeah. 0-9 yeah. isn't a good look for anyone. Yeah. Um, and I found myself kind of feeling a bit resigned. Yeah. Like, watching the games and just being like, yeah, okay, this will just be another loss kind of thing. But still, still, you know, getting up at 3 in the morning and going, why am I getting up at 3 in the morning? Yeah. We're going to lose anyway yeah, kind of thing. It. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a very but, good segue. So let's look at last season then. So obviously, yeah, you were 0-9, uh, which actually astounded me when I, I looked back at it earlier in the week um, when I was prepping for, for, for this conversation. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd really forgot that, that they went 0-9. Um, I think that was all before their bye, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, and then we had one win and then, again, another loss. Yeah. So, uh, but, I mean, our one win was against the Giants. Yeah, well, yeah, which obviously wasn't hard, wasn't hard last <laughs> season. Um, yeah, so, but you ended up, obviously, 6-10, and 10, obviously last in the uh, NFC West. I very much suspect that that will won't won't be the case next season. Um, yeah. So, like say the the savior that is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo came in and won five straight, uh, and they mm-hmm. they won the last the Forty Nineers won six from the last seven, three against the playoff teams, and they're quite, they they they're very 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 hot, probably one of the, the hotter teams uh, going, going into the back end of the the, the end of the season, of averaging twenty nine points, had no Pierre Garcon. There's only um, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously that that breathes a lot of optimism going into twenty eighteen. Oh, definitely. I think going six and ten, coming back from zero and nine, kind of put the wind back into our sails a little bit. Yeah. And it definitely got us ramped up for this season. Yeah. Um, like it's been quite a few seasons since I saw so much, you know, excitement for us the next season. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Last season was a mess at the start. I mean, we had fifteen players on injured reserves. Yeah. Injured reserve, and we were like zero and eight at that point, and that was crippling enough. But then. We had Pierre Garçon's neck injury too, and we just pretty yeah. much lost our best hope of putting up any kind of fight. And then, then Jimmy Garoppolo, the saviour, came in, um, <clears throat> and we were just like, "Oh my gosh, this yeah. is exciting to watch um, again." Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, and they got him very cheap as well. Yeah, definitely. I think it's. Just, I just. I was thinking at first when I saw the the um, trade, I was like, "What's the catch here?" Yeah, like, yeah. There's, there's got to be a catch here, and and at this point there doesn't seem to have been one. No, well, um, so Belichick's but yeah. Belichick's very shrewd uh, operator. And it's just very surprising. Was a third or fourth round pick here in exchange yeah. for Jimmy G? I know, I know. I I don't know whether he vastly underestimated him or what. But yeah, very, that was very yeah, strange. That that might come back to haunt him that one. Yeah, so like you say, yeah. obviously ravaged by Hopefully. injury. Go on. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said. He, the injury ravaged last season. Obviously, Garcon was your main main wide receiver threat, but obviously a lot of rookies there. You had George Kittle, the tight end, um, mm-hmm. who's he's obviously in the early part of his NFL career, and obviously Trent Taylor, uh, yeah. I think slot receiver. And, then, and pretty much it just ended up with those two and uh, Marquise Goodwin taking over the slack and obviously Jimmy G elevating, taking over from CJ Beathard, uh, yeah. obviously try, elevating those players to to have some production. Uh, but like I say, Garcon's back now. But, you know, off-season, they've been, they've been very active. 
Um, no more so than, than paying Jarrett McKinnon. What did you think of Jarrett McKinnon's uh, capture? You know, obviously four years, thirty million. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled that we've got him. Um, I really am. I think he'll really excel under Shanahan's coaching style. I I just think because um, he moves players around so much, he gets he he really finds their potential. Yeah, and I think he'll just. I would have loved to see my USC guy uh, Ronald Jones uh, Rojo yep. um, drafted, yep. but I think I think Jarrett McKinnon was our answer to him. Um, so from looking at his plays with the Vikings, I think man to man coverage is going to make him a bit of a weapon. Yeah, uh, he seems to just prove a, a bit too much for quite a few linebackers and safeties in different teams. So I think teaming up as a target for Jimmy G in the backfield with use check and. I think they're just going to be beast mode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, certainly. Uh, obviously, like you say, Kyle Shanahan has a history of, of getting the most out of multiple running uh, multiple players in in the same team and, and moving guys around. Do you do you worry at all that Jared McKinnon you know might struggle with a full workload? Obviously, you've got Matt Breda there as well. Do you see them? How much of a timeshare do you see them, or do you see it kind of being predominantly Jared McKinnon with a with a bit of Matt Breda to give him to kind of spell him a little bit? Yeah, I think it's going to be quite McKinnon heavy. Uh, at least to start off with, I think um, it'll be kind of you know deep end. We're going to get our money's worth out of you, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it'll be quite heavy, uh, McKinnon. Yeah, because so I was also looking at him as quite was was quite a surprising, uh, not a stat, but just uh, he he's actually the same height and literally a, a, a pound in weight difference to Tevin Coleman. Um, and obviously Tevin Coleman, Kevin uh, Tevin Coleman, be quite hotly uh, sought after. He's in the final year of his contract. But obviously, you know, a player like him, because when you look at Jeremy McKinnon on the field, you think he's quite a, a slight, quite a, a small kind of back. Um, yeah. But uh, obviously, he's the size of Tevin Coleman. Just one, there was just one question mark for me about Jeremy McKinnon about maybe he's never had really a full workload uh, to to carry over his NFL career. So I was just wondering, you know, if, if he was able to. To kind of carry that, obviously, if he can, he's he's in, he's due for quite a, a big production level. You know, for, for you fantasy guys out out there, you know, you'll be you'll be selecting him in the second and third rounds. But yeah, Jared McKinnon, I'm not I'm not overly sold on on the price they kind of paid for him like four four years, thirty million. That's that's, that's quite a lot of money it's, this this yeah, day it and is age. A lot. Especially when lot. you've got you've got Le'Veon Bell trying to obviously get a hell of a lot more than that. But you know, generally running backs aren't aren't getting as much as. As Jeremy McKinnon, I think he's like the fourth or fifth, fifth best paid running back. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's changed recently, but um, but one I was actually quite surprised. I wanted to get your thoughts on obviously Carlos Hyde leaving for the Browns. Yeah, I think I think that potentially freed up some uh, some space for Jeremy McKinnon as well, money wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I was I don't know if I should have been, but I was quite shocked when when they let Hyde go. Like, yeah. you know, didn't. Um, extend the contract or but you know good luck to him I liked him as a player I liked watching him and I thought he was dynamic to watch yeah um I think he was better a few years ago yeah than he was last year but then again you know it's not been a great season no. so no um, and I, yeah, think... I think I think he'll do I think he'll do well yeah, obviously the signing of Nick, Nick Chubb there doesn't really help his cause. But, you yeah, know, he's, he's 27 now and, um, like I say, he's he's never actually really, to me, felt like he's ever fitted in at the 49ers. The, mm. the coaching staff have never really been too enamoured with him. 
There's, yeah. There were stories, obviously, last year that he was going to be cut and lose the job to Joe Williams. Obviously, it didn't pan out that way. But you, you, all the stories you always hear out of San Francisco has never been, oh, we love Carlos Hyde. You know, we're going to do this, that, and that with him. And even with last last season, when he was with the, the 49ers, Matt Brader got quite a lot of, of work there as well. Um, so, yeah. it, like you say, I, I was actually quite surprised. But then when you think about it, it's one of those where you, you're surprised, but you're not actually surprised when... Yeah, you, writing you, on the wall kind of thing. Yeah. If you, if you look back properly, kind of hindsight. Yeah, and obviously the other big move for the 49ers in the offseason was Richard Sherman uh, coming over from uh, divisional rivals Seattle. Three years, 21 million, which, you know, again, quite a lot of people raised an eyebrows at that, obviously, because Sherman, I think, represented himself and could have got probably got a lot more. But I think that's a, that's a fair deal. You know, he's he's in the late, he's get, he's getting on in, in NFL terms now. So, but I, I can't wait for, he, for him to face the the, four, the Seahawks in the, the two <laughs> yeah, divisional games. Yeah, that's going to be a fun game. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be um, amazing. Yeah, I mean, better friend than enemy, I guess, in that in that sense. Yeah. Um, I'm still kind of side-eyeing just because, you know, he's a Seahawk. In my eyes, he's yeah. been a Seahawk for long. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, like, uh... surely it's a bit, bit, a bit of bittersweet when he, when he came over. Yeah, I, I mean, we know what he's capable of on the field. And in that respect, we pulled a fast one getting him for, so, yeah. for, for that price. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the faithful in me was gritting my teeth a little bit yeah. when I heard we'd signed him. It's yeah. kind of as it would be if a five-star Notre Dame player transferred to USC. Yeah. So, a bit of a bad taste, but I'm sure he's going to be an asset. Yeah, I mean, like for, for all those people out there that I made and my friends, they all know that I absolutely detest Richard Sherman. Uh, I just... <laughs> I just don't like it. obviously it doesn't affect me because he's not going to Dallas. Um, but um, there was obviously talk that he might have gone to Dallas. Um, but I was, I was quietly, I was, I would have would have liked to meet Dallas. But obviously, you know, like you say, it's a bit bittersweet that a player that you you know is is a rival or someone that you don't like comes to your team. It's kind of a, a kind of celebrate and then curse curse under your breath kind of thing. But um, yeah, it's an adjustment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take take a bit of time. But yeah, yeah, he's, he's signed for three years. So yeah, obviously that defense is, is uh, we're coming to the draft in a minute as well. But the the defense has been. Uh, over overhauled as well. Uh, the other yeah. the other off season signing, Western Richburg from the Giants, the centre five years was was quite a surprising one. I don't know if you got any thoughts on that. Yeah, I had a massive eyebrow raise at that one. I was especially on a five year forty seven point five million when we've got Kilgore also signed a contract extension. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking one of them will be playing guard. Okay. But I'm I'm kind of reserving judgment on him until I see whether you know, where he's going to be. Yeah, because also Richburg obviously wasn't pulling up any trees at the Giants and to sign to someone like that at such an important position for, for that much, you know, it was obviously was, was a bit surprising, but obviously they are, 49ers were uh, not exactly trying to squeeze out their cap. They had, a, they had plenty of cap yeah. space over this off-season, so that's why people like McKinnon and, and Richburg got the, the money they did. Yeah, def- definitely uh, took advantage of that cap space that we've been... Uh, treasuring <laughs> <laughs> been been mulling over for the last couple of years okay so let's yeah. move to the draft then so it's quite um quite an interesting draft for the 49ers obviously the main first round pick Mike McGlinchey at nine uh tackle and yep. the other the other, two, the other one I've got here is obviously Dante Pettis uh who yep. is a candidate to obviously break out uh and obviously with Garson uh, Pierre Garcon's injury worries he he I had Dante Pettis down as someone like like a Taylor Gabriel who can be dotted around all over the offense. Obviously with Kyle Shanahan, he like he likes to do that with those types of players. So I don't know. Uh, the rest of the, the rest of the draft was mostly defense. Um, so a couple of questions I have for you. Then what how, what do you think of Mike McGlinchey and Dante Pettis as as two draft picks? And then obviously the rest of the defense. Is there, are there any names there that you know of that we should maybe perhaps look out for? 
yeah, I'm with being a college football fan. I I'm like full on like nerd draft um, book and everything. I have a book and I, I fill yeah. it all in every year. And, yeah. Um. So I I always look forward to this. Um. I think both of our top picks were solid. I think I think if we'd lost the coin uh, the coin toss. I think McGlinchey would have gone to the Raiders. Okay. Um, so I think they would have scooped him. And we still have Staley for another few years now. So I think he's pl- Shanahan's playing the long game. Yeah. And I think this way McGlinchey's going to learn the ropes from Staley, which will add to how much of a weapon he's already going to be. Yeah. So um, Dante Pettis, I think he's another great pick. He's he's fast. He's got great stats. And um, steady hands. Like he's, I think he was one of the top um, players for lack of drops. Okay. Um, so, and if he breaks a tackle and gets any kind of open field, he's gone. Okay. Like he's so fast because he ran track as well at Washington. Okay. Um, and I remembered that particularly because he was uh, there was always a big rivalry between him and Adore Jackson, who plays for the Titans now. Yeah. He was at USC, um, and they were both track and football players at the same time. Nice. So I, I remembered his name anyway so I was quite pleased when we got him yeah and, and I think he's gone if you give him give him an inch yeah and like I say obviously uh, last season you were a bit bit bare at wide receiver so obviously Dante Pettis is someone that can come in and, and probably dot around everywhere so some, having someone like him versus Ty obviously playing the slot play out wide um, oh, definitely. And, and, and slants yeah. and that kind of stuff is, is going to be someone that Kyle Shanahan's going to love love having so yeah. Uh, is there anything else in the draft to say on the defence that we need to look out for? Is there anything that you, you took from the draft for the 49ers? Yeah, I think uh, DJ Reed, cornerback from Kansas State, I think he could be our rookie to watch potentially. Okay. Um, he's, his ability to intercept is is fantastic. Um, he's only five foot nine, but that seems to work in his favour. So I think he could potentially be a, a bit of a playmaker on defence. Okay. Um, just from just from watching his tapes and things, um, I think we we did okay. I, I was raising my eyebrows a little bit at how many injury prone um, defense players that we took. Uh, we had Marcel Harris, safety from Florida. He was injured. Um, he was injured for the draft. Yeah. And then we had um, Richie James, uh, another wide receiver from Middle Tennessee State and he had a broken collarbone collarbone which ended his twenty seventeen year. So yeah. I'm hoping that won't be a recurrent issue. Yeah. Um yeah, we I mean, had quite a few of those. Yeah, Richard James they picked him up the last pick of the seventh uh, their their final pick of the seventh round and yeah, uh, yeah DJ Reed was was one that I think um he's not the greatest of tacklers but he's yeah very very aggressive and, and good on the ball. So yeah, um and I say the, judging by their defence last season, I mean, they had quite a lot of holes last season and Jimmy Garoppolo was yep. able to cover quite a lot of those. But, uh, yeah, defence got was a bit banged up. There was, I think, there was, was there um, was there a guy, I can't remember his top name off the top of my head, he's, he's been a bit of, uh, is it Foster? Reuben Foster? Reuben Foster, yeah. yeah he's, there's there's few, few issues there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair to say I don't think we'll see him again, but... Um, uh, I, I hope not. I, I no. just think we need to be a little bit less tolerant with yeah. that kind of thing yeah you know, well i think i think everyone does to be fair yeah 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 no, so yeah like so all the all the help they can get on on defense that's why obviously they bulked up yeah. on on all the, the picks they did yeah no i say they didn't i don't think they really had a, a lot of picks uh oh they did yeah they did in the end um yeah no you say it wasn't i think they did all their damage in in the free agency uh with all yes. the, the stuff they did and you know they're obviously the the high 
uh, the, 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 the page turners, if you like, obviously Jarrett McKinnon, Richard Sherman, that's so. And certainly the, the 49ers over the, the course of towards the end of last season, over the off season, have been the kind of the trendy team to follow um, in the NFC West. So it'd be interesting to see if any Seattle fans jump off their bandwagon and join the 49ers. <laughs> Um, yeah, they're certainly obviously really hyped up to to perform well next season. It'd be interesting to see how they kind of deal with that because um, many many expecting them to get to the playoffs and if not win the division. Uh, obviously, it's, it's all changed really in the NFC West. Obviously, you had the resurgence uh, resurgence of the LA Rams. Yeah. So you, I suppose, they're your main rivals going into next season. Yeah, I mean, my boyfriend's a Rams fan, oh so um, it's kind of house divided. Yeah, is it going to be separate rooms yeah. in them games? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not. He has to be a USC Trojan fan. That was my stipulation. You have to be a Trojan. <laughs> that's quite. That's quite, that's quite a niche. UCLA, there'd have been issues. Uh, yeah, um, that's that's quite a so, niche. Um, that's quite a niche request. Yeah, no, <laughs> he just wasn't allowed to choose UCLA. Okay. Um, so I, I think playoff Super Bowl wise, I think this year. I think we're maybe a year away from Super Bowl contention, but yeah. I, I think the playoffs are within reach at least. Yeah. Uh, if the jigsaw pieces all work together like we expect them to anyway. Yeah. Um, and with the moves in free agency and the trades and the draft picks this year and last year, really, I think Shanahan's building an empire for long haul. So yeah. I can definitely see us. I think our conference, it could potentially be between us and the Rams first and second. Yeah. So I definitely think we're the only real two teams out of our four in contention for the top spot. Yeah. Um, no, I no, I agree, and I think the problem with the NFC is it's so there's so many good teams in the NFC. If you don't win the division, it's going to be hard to get in as a wild card. Oh yeah. Um, so we've obviously got the NFC North and, and the NFC East and the South. Well, like I say, there's so many teams there that that can, if they don't win the division, are going to be getting eight or nine wins. So the pressure is on to get, try and get to that nine, ten wins to to get in. Um, so like I say, obviously the main focus is obviously winning the division, but uh, it'd be quite quite a, a hotly contested uh, division and and a, and a conference. So it'd be quite interesting to see how that that that, that kind of plays out. Oh yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this season. Yeah, be um, good. Uh, I, I'm. I'm can't wait for it to start it's just so far away yeah 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 just a, just a small case of just under four months to to go yeah. <laughs> so okay so that's obviously the the 49ers so before we get you to go just a, a couple of questions we got for you so are there any any players past or present maybe not 49ers that you you enjoy watching obviously being a big usc uh trojans fan is there any players there that you obviously enjoyed watching them come into the nfl or is any any people that you know you potentially didn't think that you'd like maybe maybe from a rival or <laughs> um yeah I mean I like to follow Trojans through the NFL so regardless of team I kind of like to keep my eye on what they're doing yeah uh, so are there any any famous Trojans players out there that people may, may not know that came from the Trojans uh Troy Polamali okay yep Steelers <laughs> Steelers uh, linebacker yeah um we've had loads there's there's been so many trojans in the nfl now that just i think we're the top college for trojans in the in the nfl okay uh, top college for players in the nfl yeah um so we've just had so many over the years but my current i mean juju smith Schuster's my man i just i love him um steelers have kind of become my second team because of him yeah um I loved him in college. He was so much fun to watch at games and things. And and I love going to USC home games because okay. um, we go we we go to LA a lot. So um, we lived out there for a bit. Okay. Cool. So I just I love watching him. He was so much fun. 
and he his his parents still go to USC home games, so we tailgate with them nice. when we go over, which is a lot of fun. Um, his his mum and his stepdad are just fantastic. The just the sense of humour and they're still big Trojans now. So <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, I remember you saying to me prior to the show, obviously you obviously tailgated or you got tail like you tailgated with them. Is that is that correct? Yeah, yeah, we would last last year we tailgated with them, so we went to um we were back in LA in October. I tried to tail tailor my trips back to LA around football season. Yep. Um so we because we have a place there to stay, so it's it's a lot easier. So we we went to we were at the Utah home game, USC Utah, which was a nail biter. We won by one point by blocking a two point conversion. Nice. It was <laughs> In the last few seconds of the game, it was I, I had heart problems after that game, <laughs> so it was it was a lot of fun. But yeah, my my friends do a big um, tailgating. I don't know if if any listeners have been to t- a tailgating in America for either a NFL or a college game, but it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's just so much fun. They have big tents outside with TVs. You know, they they play Madden and all all sorts all day on a Saturday. And yeah. a Sunday, if it's NFL. Yeah, no, I, 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 so I've only I've only seen pictures. I think the only one, the only target I probably want to want to go to is the Buffalo Bills, but that just looks a bit too crazy. But um... yeah, that that's that's I've never been there for tailgating, but at least in LA, it's it's mega, it's fantastic. Um, and my friends who put on a massive tailgating party every every home game, um, they're friends with them, so yeah. They invited us over to tailgate with with uh, Juju's parents. Yeah, right and they're on. just so welcoming. Um, as soon as they obviously heard my accent, then you know that was it. <laughs> oh, they, yeah, they love they love the English accent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, no, they they, they love they love the British accent, and so it always blows my mind. Actually, I, I never really appreciate how much of a following the the university and the college game gets out in America. You know the the. the the attendances and the, the amount of people that turn up to those is just oh, abs- yeah. absolutely mental. I mean, they get more people there than we do at like our FA Cup finals and all that kind of stuff. It's just uh, absolutely blows my mind how how and you know, I'm not I, I haven't been able to get into college yet, and it's one it's on, it's on my to do list this year to to pick a team. I've, I've probably probably ticked um, Texas Texas A and M uh, Longhorns, but because yep. obviously I'm a Dallas fan. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, whenever. Someone talks about college and like all the big, all the different conferences and all that kind of stuff. It's quite uh, confusing for me, but hopefully next season I'll, I'll get into it and I'll, I'll learn it all about. But yeah, no, the the following that the university college game gets is absolutely absolutely mental. Are the are the, are the t- tailgates the same for like NFL and and college, or is it any is there any yeah, one that's worse or better? Pretty or? much. Um, I mean, we we've been to the USC uh, tailgating and that's just incredible. I'm pretty sure that gets more than the Rams as well, because okay. um, the Coliseum is the USC um, home home game. That's okay. the um, home stadium. That's a beautiful stadium. But by the, the way. Rams are kind of borrowing it at the moment. Yeah, that, that's um, a yeah, lovely stadium. Yeah, it's beautiful. It, the, the view inside is just phenomenal. It's ninety three point six k, I think, and they sell out home games pretty much every every game is sold out. Yeah. Um, unlike unlike the, the Chargers, not so much for them. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, they, they can't even sell out the StubHub, uh, the football ground. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's just it just seems to uh, the college college football there is so so beloved and. Um, yeah, I think it quite often more so than 
NFL sometimes, I think, because okay. a lot of the kids are local. Yeah. I think they draw, obviously, all the families to sweat as well. Yeah. Um, not all of them are local, obviously, but, yeah, a lot of a lot of kids go to college where they're from. So, um, yeah, the, it's, the, the love for the college game there is amazing. Same with the high school game, which is... Which always blows my mind. That's a Friday night, so okay, yeah. Um, Friday nights, high school, college is Saturday, and NFL Sunday. It's just one big football weekend. Yeah, oh, I, was, uh, I didn't know the high school was Friday as well. I suppose that's yeah. That Friday night lights kind of makes a sense now. I suppose a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if you, so I've got two more before we before we let you go. Um, if you could change one thing about the 49ers, either you know, uh, players, coach, stadium, absolutely anything. You know, if you could change one thing, what would it be? Uh, oh, pretty much the entire last 10 years or so. <laughs> <laughs> um, i definitely keep Shanahan. I, I love him. I think he's great. I think he works for us really well. Uh, Change-wise, I, I would have gotten Jimmy Garoppolo earlier. <laughs> <laughs> bring bring um, Frank Gore back. <laughs> Pardon? Bring Frank, Frank Gore back. Yes. Um, <laughs> could we just, like, clone Montana and have him forever? Yeah. <laughs> that would be really good. Yeah. Um, I'd I'd probably steal the Shaquem uh, Shaquem and Shaquille Griffin brothers. Okay. I'd steal them. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Fair enough. Okay, and then finally, a uh, last question before we let you go: uh, If the NFL or, or American football, I suppose in your case as well, a college game uh, disbanded tomorrow, what would what would you do on the Sunday or, the, or at the weekend? What would you do instead, apart from cry? <laughs> probably cry in a corner. Yeah. Um, Probably try to figure out what the purpose of weekends are anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it's kind of a weekend religion. Absolutely. So. <laughs> yeah. No. So, so it's, it's it's one of the main reasons I look forward to a Sunday, and hopefully next season it'll be a Saturday as well. But um, we'll, we'll see what my wife says about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Cool. So uh, Mia, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. Really enjoyed uh, talking about 49ers. It's... Just don't be a Texas Longhorns fan. Does uh, it be? <laughs> what's what's wrong with Texas? Are they are they in the same kind of conferences uh, as you guys in? Uh, well, we we play them semi regularly. It's been eleven years. They beat us in the Rose Bowl eleven years ago, and we had to wait eleven years to beat them. So, <laughs> that sounds, sounds <laughs> like I've last year. Sounds like so. I've changed my team. Then you've just made my decision for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Mia, th- thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I say we'll we'll, we'll keep in touch. Um, thank you for having me. No, you're very welcome. Very welcome. So that was Mia running the ball over the 49ers it uh, be interesting to see what how it plays out this season for them. Certainly a team I'm quite interested in watching. So if you want to get involved, we'll talk about your team. Get in, t- in touch with the show at Full10Yards, Instagram, Twitter, Full10Yards at gmail.com on the email. Let us know who you support. If you want to come on the show, we'd love to have you on. Just get in touch. Um, it's much easier for me to talk when you someone else is talking back at me. A couple more things before we go. Uh, Proud to announce we've got 100 Instagram followers, so just the 400 left to go. Uh, so when we get to 500, we'll be giving away an NFL jersey. Uh, Odell Beckham jersey is is the kids' option. Uh, still yet to find an adult's alternative. I'll, I'll find one and communicate that with you guys in, in due course. Uh, just a, Again, just a reminder that Lee Wakefield posted a wide receivers uh, blog post Cast that out on the website for 10 yardscom Hopefully, hopefully I'll do a, a blog post this weekend on the draft winners and losers. So we're looking at all the rookies and potentially you know, some sleepers and how how the mini camps and how it could play out for the, for the rookies in season one. Probably do a live mock draft next week. I'll stream that. So keep your eyes up here for that. And next week we'll do a couple more my team my thoughts segments. Looking to maybe do the Chargers and the Panthers. 
And I think that's pretty much it, really. Really enjoyed uh, today's show. If you did too, please support us on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe, review, feedback. I'd love to hear your feedback, how you, how you think the My Team, My Thoughts segments are and series is going. And again, appreciate you really joining us and listening to us and me babbling on for 45 minutes. So until next time, in the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show full10yards at gmail.com.